Good evening and welcome to Open Air and good evening, Jen. Good afternoon, Michael. How are you? Good afternoon. Yeah, I keep forgetting the time. <laughs> we're still it's still light and we're practically in the middle of the day here in Washington. <laughs> wow. It's uh it's deep into dusk here and um Is it? almost feels like nighttime, so <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I have uh, a few announcements here to kick us off. Okay, great. Recording and listening is a simple and powerful tool that assists us in accessing the wisdom, love, and compassion that is our authentic nature and live the life we want. Our five-week class, which begins September 22nd, includes recording and listening exercises and time in class to process your experience. True reflection um, is a six. Sorry, Michael, I thought you were done with that. I was just going to quickly say that it's fun that, you know, summer of Sangha has come to an end, and to have things like that back in the schedule is, is really fun because it's a really powerful class. Yes, yes, it is fabulous. I've done it. And, uh, Jen, it feels seamless from my perspective. There is always uh, tons of support from practice. Um, yeah. whether it's in Squim or far, far away. So I feel incredibly blessed by all of that. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah, I think we all do. Great. True Reflections is a six-week virtual training to cultivating attention on awareness, awareness to help participants nurture a lifelong friendship with wisdom, love, and compassion. The next class also starts September 22nd and is for those who have taken the introductory recording and listening class. Excellent. Yes. Our Reflective Listening Buddies program offers awareness practitioners unique support. It requires participants to show up for themselves and another every week for 30 minutes. A new quarter of this popular program begins October 15th. Do you find that your efforts to keep a commitment are sabotaged by conditioning? The Keeping Commitments Buddy Program, also beginning October 15th, pairs participants with a buddy for accountability and support during this compassionate training. And for these and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And Jen, I'm going to encourage folks to uh, get in the queue tonight. Excellent. No radio show without people in the queue. No radio show without people in the queue. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> That's the truth. I suppose we can and meditate. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we could. And uh, Ego and me would love to hear me talking at length. And uh, I'm not sure who that would serve, even me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Whoever all those yeah. me's are. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And a few reminders. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Jen tonight, please press star six and then one to make a show. And conversation of about five minutes and on one topic is great. Okay, Jen, how about we get started? Sounds good. Thanks, Michael. All right. You're welcome. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Michael and Jen. This is Celia calling. Hi, Celia. Hi, Celia. 
Hi. I'm calling um, out of looking at the, um, the moments before you start the call, and there's this tussle about, um, I don't really want to put myself in the queue. I don't really have anything mm-hmm. to say. I just like to listen. And then there's a, then the other thing that comes up is, oh, if you don't put yourself in the queue, you're not a good practitioner. You cannot be part of this group. This group mm-hmm. requires you. Listen mm-hmm. to what everybody says. You hear the same people again and again. You know, you really have to do that. So yeah. it's like both. That's right. Yeah. So and the voices so do That's what I want that. to talk about. <laughs> yeah, well, that's perfect, Celia. That's absolutely perfect because that is the building block of suffering, duality. Mm. That's it's crazy. How it keeps us in a conversation. It's absolutely crazy. But I project that before we, you know, see it and say, wait a minute, oh, that's a perfect thing to talk about, which is a disidentification, right? You've stepped out of the duality and now you're looking at the duality. Before that, it seems completely real and true. And we don't see it as a duality and we don't see it as a mechanism of suffering. It feels really like, well, yeah, I mean, no, that's really true. It would be relaxing to just sit and listen. Well, but no, I mean, you can't sit and listen because you got to participate and you, well, but... And we just go back and forth, back and forth. But it's a perfect way to keep us in the conversation. It, okay. Yes. And until today, because this has gone on every single time I've, you know, dialed into the call, mm-hmm. um, there wasn't anything to talk about. And now mm. what to talk about is this <laughs> duality about whether to get on the call or not. Brilliant. Because those are the best practice conversations. When we thought, when we can, I was saying those are the best practice conversations. When we can see what's happening right now. And that's, that's often very, very hard. It's maybe the hardest thing to see, the thing that's mm. happening right now. You know, we can often talk about something that happened yesterday or last week and all that's great. You know, that's completely fine. Maybe I'm suffering in my job and so I want to explore that. Great. But there's always some process happening right now. And to be able to see that and talk about that is amazing. You, oh my God, that is right, Jen, because part of that is, well, yeah, that just happened. I'm really in the middle of a turmoil, and I literally am about something mm-hmm. in my life. So, oh, mm-hmm. you could talk about that. But that is, you're right. It would have been in the past, something that was going on in the past. Not that it isn't going to continue, but that is so well, interesting. It is, and here's the, here's the really amazing sort of master stroke piece of it, is that pretty, I mean, it's the how you do anything is how you do everything, right? So I would bet if you were to really explore that duality of getting on the call, you know, this side, that side, this happens, that happens, that that process is very likely showing up 
in that big thing in your life. Ooh. Okay. (laughs) And it doesn't look that way often because the content is so different. You know, especially when one seems, you know, mean kind of trivial. Like, okay, put yourself in the queue or don't put yourself in the queue. And maybe the other thing feels huge and important. And But very often it's all the same at the base of it for being caused to suffer in the same ways. Oh. I, I actually, as soon as you started to talk about that, I did have another situation come up that has a lot more ramifications to it. And that's true. Mm. Um, yeah, and what wow. did you say about that? Well, as a matter of fact, it's a practice event. And um, I, I had it all, and I was believing it. Oh, it's about the teacher. It's about the the sit, amount of sitting, it's about blah, 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 blah. Oh, well, no, I can't do it because of this. And, oh, I had mm. to drop out because of that. Uh, uh, ooh. Yeah. yeah. So I could actually go on the retreat and have it be about going on the retreat. <laughs> yes, you could. I mean. Yes, you could. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you're talking about the coming to swim in October. Um, but we are, that's, it's looking like that may not happen due to weather. So you may have a whole other workshop there, Celia. <laughs> but yes, Actually, that your, your I point. I wasn't thinking it, about that one, but now I can. Oh, okay. <laughs> your point is exactly so. That if, if we go and retreat, we go and retreat to see what happens when we go and retreat. To watch what happens. That's it. It's not to get enlightened. It's not to get enlightened. It's not to change ourselves, to fix ourselves, to, you know, figure out what to do with our lives, to, nope. Mm. Well, this is really opening up a whole new, a whole new game for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And potentially it can really open it up to be fun and an adventure and, you know, no standards and we're not getting anywhere and it's impossible to do it wrong and it can really open it up. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm just having all sorts of things come up. Oh, it could be about, oh, it's happening there. Oh, my God. Oh. oh. Thought about that one? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, goodness, I'm glad I called in. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that you saw what was happening and chose to talk about that. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, Jim. Mm, thank you, Celia. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining Thanks for joining us, Celia. And Jen, I love when these conversations just open me up, you know, to new possibilities, new things I hadn't considered. And, you know, the sense of opening and freedom that comes from that is fabulous. You know, it's so true, Michael, and that 
it so often does feel like, oh gosh, you know, I've got to, especially in something like a guidance appointment I project, you know, I'm going to meet with a guide, right? You're going to meet, I mean, that's big. You don't have a lot of opportunities to meet with a guide. <laughs> no, you've got to, you got to think about what is the most important thing that I've got to talk to the guide about. And yes. it's so easy to get bamboozled by that instead of realizing, okay, first of all, that process as I'm walking to guidance that's happening yes. would be the yes. most brilliant thing to talk about because that process is going to be at the base of everything, quote, little and, quote, big in my life. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly so. I think uh, the way you say it, uh, the portal is here now or something. Yeah, exactly. That's it. This (laughs) is the portal. This is the portal. And no wonder things start opening up because when we're willing to look at what's right here, that's, I don't know how to say it. That's it. That's everything. And so, of course, everything starts opening up because that's life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. And we have another caller here. All right, good. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Susie from Iowa. Hi, Susan. Hello. I'm out for a walk, and I wasn't intending, of course, to put myself in the queue. But the invitation was there, so here I am. And I guess what here I am. Guess what I'll talk about is here I am. I mean this is I'm this evening is so stunning. And it's Mm. been so hot all day. Mm. But I run into fear Uh huh. Go ahead. I, I said I, I run into the deer going one direction, so I stop and avoid them so I don't, you know, make them run. Go the other direction and find some more. Mm. The guy is amazing. Of course, I could yeah. talk about all the voices. I missed the beginning there. of that sentence, Susie. I said, of course, I could talk about oh, yes. what all the voices are saying. Yes, yes, you could. And, you could. Yes, and I'm choosing to yeah. focus on this glorious moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it, isn't it? I mean, a beautiful evening, that, that experience of a hot day, it starts to cool down, you're out for a walk, the deer are there, the big open sky is there. It's just, you know, it's one of those, yeah, I want to be here. I mean, the whole thing is a miracle. Yes, yes, it is. And that's what I am practicing, reminding myself every minute, if I have it right, mm. that mm. you all remind us to say, which is, I love unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 I choose unconditional love every That's moment. Yep. I choose unconditional love every yep. moment. Yep. No matter what. And that's it, isn't it, Susie, to that no matter what. So 
there you are out in that glorious evening. I choose unconditional love. I choose unconditional love. In come the voices to try to wreck it in whatever way they want to wreck it. I choose unconditional love. (laughs) You know, and it's that it can almost be a game. Can I bring the same level of enthusiasm to it (laughs) no matter what's going on? That's a good one. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think I'll play that game, Jen. <laughs> it's a good game. <laughs> yeah. It you is. know, cause thank you. Here's the thing: yeah, you always ahead. win. You always win yeah. that game. Yeah. Well, okay, I accept that. <laughs> As you know, voices of doubt. But of course, yep. I do always win because it's in the doing, not whatever happens. And here's the masterstroke. Susie, have you listened to the that group, the Summer Asanga group, where Sherry was, that some people have referred to, where she was sort of modeling that process? Yes. Right. Not, if, because, not frequently enough, I guess. But Yeah, well, I mean, none of us. I mean, you can always, you know, listen to it more. But But what I love about it is that place. So when I said, you know, we always win, I could also hear the voice go, uh, well, I mean, because what the voice is doing is it's making a standard around it. But the entire point, at least in my experience, of that practice is there is no standard. Any standard that comes in is simply the conversation, the conditioned conversation. And so the voice says, well, I mean, but often you don't feel it when you're saying it. I choose unconditional love. But I mean, is it really working? I choose unconditional love. Yeah. Right? So yes, that's I... every, whatever the voice says, there's that practice of responding with, I choose unconditional love. And there's no standard of how we have to feel about it or, you know, look to see whether it's, quote, working, what that even means, anything, which is why we always win. All right. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely agree unconditionally. Yeah. unconditionally. <laughs> and thank you for yeah. Thank you for for re, re, redo, rehearsing that or role modeling it again because it is that is exactly it, and it's a yeah. good reminder for me. So for all of you, us. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Sue. Take care. You as well. Gasho. Gasho. Thanks for joining us, Susie. And Jen, I'm going to find your uh, guest here for good news. Give me a moment here. Okay. All right, Jen, your guest is now live, and I'll turn it over to you. Okay, perfect. And I'm so pleased to be joined this afternoon by Marianne who is here to speak with us about her experience of practicing with the precepts in the year-long retreat. Welcome, Marianne. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. I, uh, so, yeah, please. <laughs> well, I was, I, I saw the um, email asking for a steward to step forward this morning when I was really busy, and uh, I could just feel ego going, oh, don't you and so, of course, I had to uh, step yeah. forward. <laughs> and, and that's the first piece of the practice, isn't it? Right there. 
Yep. Because that's that that's how it wants to control us. Right? No, I can't. No, yeah, no, no. And so then as a practitioner, you're trying to say, oh, okay, great. That's that's a big giant yes. Sure. Yep. Me. I'll do it. Yeah, so it's I I I see saying yes as a leap into life. Mm. Saying yes as a leap into life. Indeed. So tell us what has been your experience of practicing with the precepts through the year long retreat. Um well, first, I want to say that I have taken the precepts over a dozen times, I'm, I'm sure, uh, with different teachers where I recited them and bowed and prostrated myself in the ritual of taking the, the precepts. Mm-hmm. And that is so different been practicing with them for a week, each one for a week. Yeah. It's um, the other uh, kind of um, taking the precepts was I felt like it was very special and uh, renewing my commitment. But this is really been exploring my commitment and mm. looking deeply. Yes, exploring it and looking deeply. I mean, that really is the, that's been a gift, I think, for all of us. Because, I mean, precepts retreats are an amazing, beautiful thing. I don't want to talk too much about that because I'm not sure we we have an opportunity for people to do that. We're hoping for that sometime in the not-too-distant future, but we'll see. But they are incredible because we get to explore each one and look at it, and there are so many nuances. But, boy to have a week on each one of the precepts, the three pure precepts and the 10 grave prohibitive precepts has been really extraordinary, to, as you say, to have that time to really explore it and, and look at what we see in it and to hear so many different, you know, the way people, what people see in it, things that I would have never thought of. Yes, it, it's, it is rich. <laughs> Uh, and I, um, during that, during this time of working on the precepts, I have been uh, traveling different times, and I continued to um, practice. And I set my alarms, which was sometimes it was kind of weird to have my alarm go off in a restaurant or on a bus, or so. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, it was very helpful because I could be, I could be right there as soon as it mm-hmm. started to ring. Mm. And that's a, that's right there is a symbol of your commitment to the precepts, isn't it? Yeah. That you're doing that wherever you are. That the because you know so I think for so many um, religions things like the precepts get taken as well. Here are the rules. And you've got to follow the rules, and you're a good person if you follow the rules, and you're a bad person if you break the rules. And the exploration of the precepts is so much bigger than that. It's an arena of inviting us into an exploration, and that commitment is to the exploration, isn't it? So the alarm goes off, 
you stop and you look. Yeah, it's uh, the, the uh, alarm setting is very helpful. I um, one of the things I got to work with uh, during traveling was um, aversions, uh, not liking, you know, not wanting, you know, all of that. That happens when you don't have control. You might not get mm-hmm. what you wanted. You are mm-hmm. un, it's unknown and. It's, and you know it was just so helpful to kind of keep coming back to that during the day okay oh i see yes i understand what my reaction is here this is just an aversion mm-hmm. so i was able to enjoy my uh trip so much because mm-hmm. i was reducing my suffering by recognizing what ego is up to Mm, I love it and that process the aversion coming out of the assignment of not to commit or participate in unchaste conduct which is one of the things I think is so brilliant about the way this exploration has been laid out for us is who is that what you would immediately go to when you think of not to commit or participate in unchaste conduct is aversion and yet at the base of it there it is right there's it opened up an exploration for us around the whole process of aversion and it sounds like for you that really allowed you to bring that into your traveling and to see oh yeah that's just you know ego having a an averse reaction to something and not needing to believe it and then therefore opening up and being able to let that go it sounds like yeah and Yes, it was. Um, yeah, I was. I, I also because I was still practicing when traveling. I was also very grateful for that the practice because it kept me grounded. You know, I could mm-hmm. get grounded every day, and you know, I would sneak off and do a little recording or something, and so it. Uh, uh, it just was uh, I used it for support while I was uh, in mm. a different environment yeah excellent excellent yeah can I tell you about one that has just happened recently I don't know I, I don't know Absolutely. If I, so I just I caught this last week where um, I went to do something, I meet a friend, I get there, my friend isn't there, uh, and the place is closed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I had a a kind of a little decision point right there, and it was just very interesting because I could go, oh, yes, this is what is, okay. (laughs) So so I could phone my friend and say, okay, well, and maybe you want to do something else and she chose to do something else and so then I was off on my own and you know because I was just standing there just thinking what will life guide me to do and I got guided (laughs) but as I was standing there I could hear ego come right in and describe the story of what was happening like what was wrong who was to blame mm. oh, and I just thought no that's not what happened that isn't true mm. so mm. I go on. 
I meet someone during the day and I'm telling them uh, I'm here because this happened. But it comes out as ego saying, and this because this person let me down and that wasn't open. And I, I just went, oh my gosh, this isn't true. I'm sorry. This is... Uh, it, it wasn't. It didn't happen quite like that, right? You know, I, I think the person just kind of, you know, ignored it. But I was like, "This is important. I have to say this because I could just see how that happens where something it, it, history is rewritten." Mm, yeah. Well, and I don't know if this is part of the connection you are making, but I, one of the explorations I really enjoyed was the. Uh, not to tell lies nor practice believing the fantasies of authority. Yes. And so I just, when you were describing that, that feels like a place that a lot of people pointed at is that the ultimate lie is the narrative in conditioned mind that's told to us about our lives that never gets questioned. Yes, and I I noticed it because it tried all day to get me to believe this other narrative. So when uh, my friend phoned late in the evening, I didn't answer the phone because I a little bit of ego story was yeah, there. Right, and you were in that story. Yeah. <laughs> so I just grabbed my recorder and recorded about what was going on and how it had tried to get me all day. And, and then yeah. I phoned her and we had the most beautiful uh, conversation. Yeah. And so I, love it. I, I just realized, like, just so something very simple, and then it wasn't really, it wasn't impo- really important, but it was because it was very yes. <laughs> and don't you think, Marianne, that's where those cliches come from, right? The truth will set you free. There it is. Yeah. You see the lie, you drop it. And there you're free. You're free of that suffering. I mean, that could have gone on for God knows how long. Could have ruined the whole the whole relationship. It could have. And, and in the past, probably that has happened to me. Absolutely, to all of us. Yes. You know, just because you, that you, st- I start believing the uh, ego story, and then the next thing I know, I'm in a disagreement with somebody, or I'm uh, resenting or blaming, and you know, I just. It was it was so clear in the moment, and then to just see it, it was how insidious it was, trying yeah. to get me all day. So, um, yeah. So, taking the uh, and and that only happened because we were studying this precept, and that there was something about not believing the fantasies of authority, and I got to see how that works for myself. I love it, Marianne. And, you know, I, did, I see we do have to turn it back over to Michael, but just one other thing dropped in as you were saying that that feels so exactly what we look at with precepts, which is that that's the process that supposedly what the Buddha said around precepts is, again, not, you know, okay, all you good people need to do these things and, you know, bad people do those things, so don't do those things. But what he said supposedly is, if you don't want to suffer, here are some places to look. Here are some things that, in my experience, create suffering. So there you go. You had your own direct experience of how that process in your life creates suffering. 
So it's not, oh, I'm bad, I shouldn't lie. But it's that you see how that process of suffering happens. You're awake to it, and you don't want to do it. And I am very grateful for the Buddha for being such a smarty pants. <laughs> exactly. For being so, being so far ahead of all the rest of us and guiding the way for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Really, you know, it's, that's why you bow down when you take the precepts. That's right. Yeah. 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 And we're all doing that for each other all the time. On these calls, on the year-long calls, on, right, we're all doing that for each other, lighting the way. Yeah. And Marianne, thank you for bringing your lantern to the party today with us on Good News. Well, thank you for, I thank life for offering, giving me the opportunity. Exactly. Thank you, life. Brilliant. All right. Take care, Marianne. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. And, Michael, we'll turn it back over to you. Wonderful. Thank you, Jen, and thank you, Marianne. And, Jen, I could really relate to that description of I say something and it comes out of my mouth and I don't realize that conditioning has formed these words together. And yet when I say it out loud, it's like, what happened? Wait, that's not, that's not <laughs> Wait, wait, hang on. <laughs> we have an agenda if here. we're lucky, Michael, right? I mean, how many yes. times have oh, we totally. have those words come out and we don't say, wait a minute, hang on a second. <laughs> yes, completely. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Fascinating. And we have another caller here. Okay, very good. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, this is Lori calling from North Carolina. Hey, Lori. Lori. Hi there. I, I'm so, um, well, I guess I'm really appreciating the conversation about uh, all, all that we're doing with the precepts, and I also, having been on I don't know, a few of the precepts retreats and having this level of um, inquiry is such a blessing. And it mm-hmm. just like, uh, um, you know, layer after layer of ideas and beliefs and assumptions and then realizing, oh, well, here's freedom. And and it, it's, all, it's just, uh-huh. it just seems to be offered with so much kindness that it's not like there's something wrong. You know, you can't do this yeah. thing. It's more... Yeah. What happens? What happens if yeah. if I if I'm not if I am believing a fantasy of authority? That's such a big one. <laughs> you know? yes. yeah. Or or looking at all the different levels of using something to numb me. Yes, the one we're working well, on right now, Nar- narcotics. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it is. It's just it's a, it's just a really I'm just so grateful and. Um, I feel like, you know, God, so much more to learn. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, but I don't want to derail you, Lori, but just I love what you're saying, and I thought of an example from just this morning's call where you're right, those layers get revealed. I think someone was talking about caffeine and yeah. relationship with yeah. caffeine and, right. right, and kind of looking yeah. at that and and seeing so much from it, from choosing not to have an afternoon caffeine hit having seen so much about that, and then one of the things that the guide brought up is that's fantastic and an encouragement <laughs> not to make that 
basically into a rule. Now I don't drink caffeine. That's right. And there, there's just, right? There's this whole other freedom to that. that yes, What's, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, you, can't, you know, it's not like landing on the right answer. Right. There, there, there is no right answer. There is no right answer, which I think is the thing that drives it feels like it drives us crazy, but it's driving ego yeah. crazy because it's never an answer and then we go to sleep. It's always a call to stay here, stay awake. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Um, yeah, and I, and I wanted to also um, just, uh, I don't know, I guess talk a little bit about something that I've been practicing um, that has to do with sleep. And... I, I want to say it out loud because it's an important practice for me and because I have a commitment around this, which is I wake up often. It's not unusual for me to wake up in the night, you know, like deep in the night and be awake and not find my way back to sleep for a while. So I might read or you know, just do something to distract the mind. And then I recalled years ago, I had come up with a way to practice at night, which is to have the recorder with me and to make a nighttime recording that really is more like a guidance to sort of pay attention, to relax, to allow, to attend to the breath, to trust, you know, all kinds of just encouragement, encouragement Mm -hmm. um, away from what happens in the mind in the middle of the night, which is oh, now what's the problem? And oh, do you, I can't believe you said that. And what's going to happen tomorrow? And so mm-hmm. it's, such a, it's such a different perspective. And so I, I recalled that practice and then I made an agreement with myself, oh, I'm going to make the recording so that I have it. Well, I didn't. And then, and then the next day, it's sort of like the replay. And then I was like, today, the commitment is strong and I'm going to make the recording, which I did. And then every night, just to remember to have my recorded by the bed, and last night, I, it seems like there were a couple of times when I woke up, and I will play the recording as many times as I'm still listening to it. It's so funny. It's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm still awake. I'm still listening. That's good. I'll play it again. Because it's, yeah. it's, no, it's not a problem. It's simply a practice. And oh. then what notice sometimes you know in the morning I'll say oh I must have gone to sleep because you're the recorder next to me that's right because um, I didn't hit play again <laughs> yeah right right but it, but it just really speaks to um you know making commitments and then noticing oh, yeah. what gets in the way of following up with the commitment and what yeah. is it that supports the commitment and you know without necessarily oh, I want an outcome but it's more like well this is practice and it's a practice that seems really relevant to um, caring for this person. Boy, and that's, a, that's one, Lori, that I bet a lot of people can relate to, that waking up in the middle of the night. And, you know, Sherry often talks about how, you know, we're vulnerable in the middle yeah. of the night in a way yeah. that sometimes we aren't during the day, especially if we're really committed to awareness practice. Often people on retreat will talk about, the night is when the voices get people, right? And nightmares yeah. or torturing them when they wake up in the night. So, yeah, a lot of people can relate to that. So what an amazing practice to have a way to be with yourself that isn't a distraction, but is actually being with the experience 
being with the acknowledging that, yeah, that's a time that when the voices are going to want to really create maximum amount of suffering. So giving yourself a way to focus the attention is brilliant. And I love the piece, Lori, of that you had that practice for a while. Huh. You know, it didn't, (laughs) for whatever reason, it went away. But I don't hear a sense of there's something wrong in that. It's just, oh, yeah, great, that practice. Let me do that again. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You know, and that distinction between distraction, because when I – like start reading that really is it's an effort to get outside of the conversation and the voices but it's a distraction so it, it doesn't feel like practice in, in in the way that I guess I'm looking at it and then to say oh yeah I don't need to read I want to what would happen if I did this other practice um yeah. as a way of training you know because it really does feel like yeah. training so, yeah 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 as a way of training especially because I would project it disarms the blackmail of the situation, right? Because as you indicated, I I think a lot of people can relate to, one of the things the voices love to do in the middle of the night is, oh, God, you're never going to go back to sleep. And if you don't go back to sleep, then here's all the terrible things that are going to happen and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But if where you go with it is being with the experience of being awake, then there's nothing to blackmail you with. Because you're perfectly fine being with the experience of being awake. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really interesting. It's it's less that thing that happens for me about oh, what happens if you don't get sleep? Because I sort of made peace with that. Okay, if I don't get sleep, I don't get sleep. <laughs> you know, I'll see what mm-hmm. tomorrow's like. But it's more like the torture that that mm-hmm. is so punishing. It's more like um, you know, why did you? And when will you? And oh God, what mm-hmm. about that? So yeah. and that's where. I just I felt like I've got to distract myself from this. It's, it's too painful. And, and who knows? Maybe I will another time do that. And, and yeah. to say, well, I can also just really connect with a mentor in, yeah. in such a specific way. And yeah. so that, that's really that where the training just feels so, yeah. it's so kind. It's so much kind. It's kind in, in contrast yeah. to punishing. <laughs> it really of, is, Lori. And you're right, it's yeah. so applicable to this, the precept that we've been working on this week, not to use intoxicating drinks or narcotics, because I can't remember what the line is in the assignment this week, but it's basically something about how it's not about whether you do the thing or don't do the thing. You know, so when you said a minute ago, maybe sometime, you know, you'll be awake in the middle of the night and you'll choose to read. And that's a perfect opportunity for you to explore that. Right? Yeah. Not to say, yeah. just like the caffeine, no more reading in the middle of the night. <laughs> that's the rule now, right? But that the yeah, that's so are an yeah. invitation to explore what is that? What's going on with that? Everything about that. And you'll get to see so much. I, I really, really appreciate that reflection because, you know, Janet, it really... It, it, there, it doesn't have to be this is the way. I mean, it can't be this is the way because that'll immediately get uprooted or you yeah. know messed with in some in some fashion. But it's like, yeah. So so what's here for for this now? And 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 to do that. So whatever happens. So maybe I wake up and no matter what I do, I'm just gonna okay. I gotta get a book because I'm feeling tortured and. And that's just to say, well, this, this could really be the, the deepest kindness that's here, you know, or, or having that cup of tea in the afternoon 
as long as it's not accompanied by the torment and the criticism and the judgment and the, all the blame right. and all that. Yeah. That the exploration yeah. is there. You know, that I just, as you said that, I thought of, you know, sort of a two-handed sort of recording. Tell me more about that. Tell me about what the, what is it that you, the book does for you? You know, what is it reaching for the book, right? Really being like you would with a, a loved yeah. one, you know, with yeah. a, a really yeah. good friend. Tell me all about that. Yeah, it, oh, it's just, oh, my God, that's just like, you know, earlier in the conversation about the precepts and, and the possibility of, um, just breaking through to freedom uh, in, yeah. in all these ways that yeah. we're, we're exploring and, you know, not to, uh, not to whatever, whatever, <laughs> you know, like be in judgment. And if there is judgment, it's, it's, it's just to notice, oh, how, what happens with that? What happens to yeah. this person who's, you know, really wanting to, to find the, the ending to suffering and to open up into love? What is it that happens in that process? And, and yeah. to do that with, with just openness. Say, oh, because I caught myself the other day in the big judgment about somebody, and I thought, God, this is so contracting. This is so painful mm. here. And, and, and just seeing that, it, it almost like started to fall away. And it was then I yeah. could move forwards instead of away. Yes. Oh, yeah. perfect. Perfect. Because yeah. what yeah. I really saw when you were saying that, Lori, which is, again, is part of this exploration is how much ego would love it if we would just go to the content of the thing, you know, and uh, make it into a rule, right? Yeah, because that yeah. way we could stop, quote, stop doing the thing and the suffering wouldn't have to be, wouldn't have to be transcended one tiny bit. Okay, I'm no, not going to oh, ever eat sugar ever again. And I think one of the <laughs> points that's often made in there is that, so then you, quote, stop the addiction without ever addressing what was going on there in that whole cycle. So the suffering never gets touched, and you can know good and well that that will just jump to some other content because it has to. Yeah, it's just, it you know, there's yeah. no, it's not been, it's not been looked at. It's not been, it's almost like the, the compassion of life will keep putting something in our path until we actually walk through that portal until we actually are with it because it loves us so much. It won't, you know, let us not have that unconditional experience. That, wow, that is so beautiful. Wow, thank you. Yeah, it'll keep putting us in the path. Putting us in the path. It's like, no. Yeah. It's like, oh, yes, here, it's time for this. It's time, you know, just be here with mm-hmm. this. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm mm. so grateful to have an opportunity to explore this. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you, Lori. Yeah, you're welcome. Good so night. Happy. Good night. Yeah, you Goodbye. Go ahead. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Lori. And, Jen, I'm going to bring on our next caller here. Okay, very good. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hey, Jenna, Michael, it's Tracy. Hey, Tracy. Tracy. Hey, I'm one of those people that um, really was hoping you didn't call, didn't unmute me, and I Uh also put myself in the queue because 
I really could use <laughs> some support and I don't and I'm fearful that I what's arising is I don't even there's so much that I am mm. gonna have a hard time articulating it. Mm. You know, and we go back to what we were talking about earlier. I in that situation for me, I always take comfort. Again, it's that image I have. I guess you know because it's true for me. I always project it onto other people. Walking to have guidance with the guide, and it's like, oh God, you know which thing? It's there's so much, and then I always remember, oh yeah, it doesn't matter. It's all the same thing. Wherever we, whichever thread we pull on, it's all gonna come down to the same thing. It really does. It's like, what are we suffering over? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, you know, we talked about the, you know, the precepts retreat, uh, looking at the precepts week by week has been super rich. And mm. last week's, I think the last two weeks between looking at aversion and um, the fantasies of authority, there's things arising for me around where I'm not being truthful about not wanting something and just like it passively mm. accepting it. And Did you say passively accepting it? Just passively accepting it because accepting uh-huh. it is the quote-unquote thing you're supposed to be doing and actually mm-hmm. expressing yourself as, you know. And so is that edge is, is there and and it's just, you know, and I, I have some recorders, you know, some little snippets that I've, you know, recorded that I've, nuggets that I've taken. And, and recently one was um, a guy talking to someone about flow and, you know, really relaxing into that place, you know, that there's nothing wrong and life is taking care of us. Mm. And over the last, let's see, Tuesday, um, the last four days, what life has handed, it's just been like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, like, really? Now? And it's, there's just been a lot getting turned up. Mm. Um, you mm. know, one, and, 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 you know, one piece that was, um, you know, again, it's just, um, the one piece that was super touching, there's been a lot of things, but, the one was I was I was um, filing some things and um, and I was like sort like cleaning out some files as I was filing things and I saw this just folded over pieces of paper and I knew what it was and, and I thought just throw it away and I'm like maybe I shouldn't throw it away maybe I should read it before I throw it away and it was a letter mm-hmm. I had written I written. Mm-hmm. 15 years ago when this dog that I was super attached to passed away. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason mm-hmm. I wrote it was to combat the voices that were questioning mm-hmm. every moment-to-moment thing that I've done. Mm-hmm. And it was seven pages long. And mm-hmm. I never wrote it after I never read it after I wrote it. I just wanted mm-hmm. to know that that's, I had it documented what was real and true when the voices kicked up. Wow. And I read it, and um, I thought, I'll just read it, you know, and then I'll throw it away. And and since I've read it, and this has set the stage for, like, other things to unfold, but was just the presence and the love that I, mm. like, had for this being. Yep. 
and in uh, places where I, I see where I, I like um, in situations that um, I'm, I I have like um, accepting. Um, I don't even know these words. I'm still trying to like work through. There's places that I'm noticing there's still suffering and a holding back of communicating. Mm-hmm. And so what I keep you know thinking is if I just keep putting in the same care to get attention, that I was reminded of how I dealt with my dog. I'm like, oh, let's try this. Oh, what about this? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, just mm-hmm. like that real attending to. Like mm-hmm. I know everything is going to be fine, but it's just the, mm-hmm. the questioning and the is mm-hmm. suffering. Mm-hmm. And so. And Tracy, does it feel like the, I mean, what a, what, first of all, this, what a profound experience of finding that letter and reading it and remembering the tremendous care that you had for that being and that that being had with you and that experience of that. And so it sounds like if I'm tracking what you're saying, that you're seeing the possibility or the edges of the possibility of bringing that process of care to the situations that are happening now. Exactly. And I think, you know, just with the sexuality email class and um, like looking at these other two, I just see that there's places where like I'm not communicating and like I'm communicating mm-hmm. in my recorder and I'm bringing like support um, to the process like internally yeah. and I'm not communicating maybe as yeah. clearly because I'm afraid of like the, mm-hmm. you know, I think I'm just afraid of doing it wrong, which is exactly yeah. why I read that letter mm-hmm. with my dog because I just wanted to be like, right. you didn't do it wrong. <laughs> like you were just there right. for every second. Yeah. And I could write that, you know, I feel like maybe I need to write that same letter because the last three days, four days, like all yeah. these wild things have happened that mm. are just like unheaving other mm. layers of just um, some stuff that happened, um, you know, in the past that's resurfacing. Mm. And, and Oh, um, amen to that, Tracy. Writing the writing the now version of that letter. Yeah. Right? Because I mean, that the voices take that that tremendous level of care and want to just tear us apart. You did this, you didn't do that, it should have been this way, you should have done you know, whatever it is. And to be able to get to a place of right first of all, wanting to express to yourself, we could say, but wanting to express, no, you're here with all of it. There's no way to do it wrong. It's all completely all right. Yeah. And I think that's so good. I'm so, I mean, now I'm glad I got unmuted, but I think what I'm I'm really unearthing is that condition orientation that you know, it has something to do with the content and it's not mm. just, it's the process of care. And mm. like in that process of love and care, there is only love and care. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and how it gets, you know, gets uh, uh, hijacked by 
you know, then the conditionality it puts, well, if I'm doing this for you, then why aren't you doing this for me? And, you yeah. know, and um, and it's just, and that's, I, it, I just want to call that for what that is. Um, so there's like one part of just communicating clearly and the other part is, the, you know, really shining the light on you know, uh, that it's, you know, life is not a, I do this for you and you do this for me. It's just, right. Right. Yeah, I mean, there are really layers and layers and layers of it, aren't there? There really are. are, Yeah, there are. You know, because it sounds like part of the place is that she's not getting to say some of what's there to be said. And it doesn't need to be right or wrong or anything, right? She doesn't need to justify it or... You know, and, you know, obviously there's the due diligence on that that you're doing, right? I'm sure you're recording about it and looking at it. So it's not yeah. just that, ah, I want to speak my truth, right? <laughs> it's, not, exactly. it's not that kind of a place. It's a, there's, there are things here to communicate and being yeah. stopped from that. And so it sounds like a part of the care is helping to steward her through being able to communicate those things and not not have to parse, is it good, is it bad, is it right, is it wrong, what's going to happen, what's not going to happen as a result of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And just to keep paying attention. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just, I'm, again, I'm, I'm just, it, it feels like, you know, one side feels like, oh my God, what a miracle. Like these four things happened four days in a row to just unearth like all this stuff mm. and like it feels like oh my gosh it's like it's this is what life's wanting to happen right now mm. and yeah and just so you know again just the opportunities to look at you know when we listen to the authority and not the the heart's um, yeah. truth yeah. is yeah. like an edge that is still scary yeah. Not, yeah. I wouldn't say scary, but just it's not as, it's not as, uh, it's, it, it, let's say it's just been going on um, a, a more unconsciously than I realized. Mm, yeah. Now that we've had these two weeks of practice, the light's on it. I'm like, wow. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, well, and you know what drops in as you say that, Tracy, is, how beautifully it can go with the practice of I choose unconditional love, right? Because it's so easy to get talked into, especially with something like communication. And it can seem so sincere and and like a good thing to do, but to get talked into like, well, I mean, should I, I don't know if I really want to say it. How, well, how do I want to say it? And it, it gets so, it's easy to get balled up that way. But to realize we're doing the best we can always. And, yeah. and if, if we have that practice of I choose unconditional love and I communicate something and something difficult comes out of that and it triggers something for me or maybe it turns out, you know, maybe I end up wishing I hadn't said it or hadn't said it that way. If I have that yeah. process of I choose unconditional love, then it's 
all going to be, it, it's going to be obvious to us that it's all okay. It's always all okay. But the only thing that makes it feel not okay is that we believe that conditioned conversation that gets triggered. But if we have a place to right. go when the, the conditioned conversation gets triggered, if we can go to the unconditional, then it's all right. Oh. It truly is all an exploration. It's all an exploration, and that's what I really um, hit so, that really hit home when I read that letter I had written, is mm. I felt so much love for the person that was, like, there moment to moment, and mm. I want to do the same. I just mm. want to have love for the person that's there, like, moment to moment. Yes. Oh, it's so good, Tracy. Yeah. Because it's all beginner's mind, right? Yes. Yes. And, you know, something that um, I think Ashwini often says it, life puts these workshops, these incredible workshops in our path that feel sometimes just on the edge of what I can manage, right? Just, oh, my God, I don't know if I'm ready for this. But it also puts those supports in our – so there's that letter that it puts in front of you. It's amazing. Yeah, it felt like a it felt like a miracle, and just that knee jerk yeah. reaction of like, oh, it's old, just throw it away, <laughs> and right. then that little voice of like, no, open it, <laughs> like read yeah. it. You never read it, just read it. Yeah, and uh, it it felt like yeah, not having. Have you recorded it, Tracy? You know, I haven't, and and I <laughs> I was struck by a couple of like things that were said, and. Um, you're right. It would be great to record it or 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 just yeah. record the you know, parts that just really stand out. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I did really take away like, wow, I like that person. I'd like for her to be with me through anything. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks, Jen. Oh, and thank I, I you. just want to say one one thing. Please. I it was fifteen yeah. fifteen years ago, and in this letter. Um, it was the last night my dog was alive, and I really wanted to be on a workshop call. And mm-hmm. uh, I was listening. We were late. was laying down with 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 um, him and listening to the workshop mm-hmm. call. And I heard this laugh. I hear some heavy breathing on the line. There's <laughs> something not me. Not me. <laughs> anyway, it made me laugh. I was like, Oh, the last night of Luke. I mean, I still just it was yeah. a yes and like yes, we're together and we're gonna still participate. Oh, I can I can so go there as you know, Tracy. I can go right oh, there. Yeah, made me laugh. Like yeah, this yeah. is part of song too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yep, yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, we. Yeah, Luke is right there for all of us. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks again. It's a miracle again. (laughs) A miracle again. They never never fail us. Right. All right. Thank you. So great. Go show. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Tracy. And uh, wow, that was an extraordinary conversation, Jen. Just extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, you just, that whole thing, how ego says, oh, I hope I'm not unmuted. Yeah, no wonder, ego. <laughs> right. No wonder you hope she's not unmuted. <laughs> yeah. 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 Beautiful exploration. Yeah. So much yeah. love. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that brings us uh, past the hour here. And uh, thank you so much, Jen, for being here. 
Thank, Thank you, Michael. Yes. All right. And go happy. Go happy.